0: This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anisa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is titled, Quiet the Ego and the Three Genres of Being. This episode is about exploring our relationship to our ego. I know in previous episodes I've talked about putting our ego aside, removing our ego and extracting it, but I haven't really dedicated time to speaking about the ego. And it's important to speak about the ego because the ego can be our ultimate blocker. It usually is. It's usually that voice inside us that says, you're not good enough it stops us from trying. It stops us from moving outside of our comfort zone and eventually if you're able to quiet the ego then you can reach different stages which I will speak to as genres of being. We are inevitably in a lifelong marriage with our ego and it's helpful because the ego does provide us some level of self-awareness of when we're being judged and shamed and maybe doing things that shouldn't That aren't secure. (laughs) Um, But ultimately, it tends to hinder us more than help us. So we're going to talk about it for the purpose of it not holding you back from going for things that you care about. The segments for today's episode are first, question from the No Starving Artist community, and I'll share my personal experience and response to it. Two, we'll get into the three genres of being, and you can better understand which genre you fall into based on your relationship with your ego and three will be a culture wreck as always would love to share your creative journeys updates challenges on the podcast any questions that you have i'm here as a marketing consultant and to just share additional perspective um tell a friend rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening Email me at hello at morebyherd.com with your stories. So the question and multiple questions that I've received from you all in the No Starving Artists community is, how did I start... XYZ thing. It might be, how did I start this job? How did I leave this job? How did I start this podcast? How did I start this business? How did you start XYZ thing? How did you leave XYZ thing? And I think this is applicable to so many things. We can start jobs. We can start relationships. We can end relationships. We can start degrees. We can end things. And we are capable of starting and stopping. That is something that comes really easily to me. I think it can come really easily to you all. But what's the hardest thing is really sustaining. And I'm still trying to prove that to myself, that I can sustain things. I always wanted to be an artist and to free other artists, even if it was more of a subconscious thing. And I think that We have to ask ourselves often how we can sustain curiosity and love over time and something over longer periods, especially something that sustains your entire lifetime. You have to care about it really deeply to sustain doing something or working towards some mission for a lifetime. So I value this quote by Robin Sharma, who's a spiritual writer, and he says that the mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. I have to plug our previous No Starving Artist podcast episode around ideas versus dreams versus callings, because when we move towards our dreams, our dreams are the vision of what we desire. Really desire not just want but like something that's truly within us it's greater than just the idea the vision of something it's something that our minds aren't the driving force of we're not calculated or rational necessarily in it when it's a dream it's something that's birthed from within you and this can be referred to as your subconscious your gut your heart you can pick the part that it's coming from and it's birthed from. I think that this quote really helps us understand that the mind is meant to be a servant. Our rationalization, our ordering, our our strategy, that strategic mind, that organizational mind, it's so powerful, but it's meant to be a servant to a larger dream. It's meant to be an application. And so this ties to our ego. Because our ego is so strong, and it is so heavily all of that mind power, right? It's all of that rationalization, ordering, and it's very judgmental. And some people's egos are stronger than others, depending on what relationship they built with it. Over time, it's really hard to decondition our ego, to soften our ego. But it's also quite important, I think, of an ego like... um. There's the billy goat's gruff, or somebody you have to get past. They get past on this bridge, and you have to coax them. You have to figure out a strategy to move around them. And there's always going to be different angles and um, games to play with your ego to get you there. But I'm confident that you can get there. And what really helps us get there is having a really good reason as to why we need to cross that bridge, why we need to get past them. And a good reason is burning desire or an insatiable curiosity. So in this next segment, I'm going to talk about the three genres of being so that we can understand what our relationship is more so with our ego, what we're dealing with when we are confronted with it, when we're confronted with maybe that shit talker or maybe that... Um, maybe that just like rationalizer or the perfectionist our ego can show up in all these different forms maybe if it's the shit talker it's literally just beating you down w- using any kinds of violent words uncanny things poking at your weaknesses if it's the rationalizer it finds all the practicality and why you shouldn't be doing anything if it's the perfectionist it's quite similar to that but it's all about you're not there yet you're not enough yet So getting a better understanding of where our ego lies helps us tame it so we can sneak past it and you do what you got to get done. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays. Wisdom Drop Wednesdays. For those who identify as women non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So I'm going to share three genres of our state of being and it shows how we are in relationship with our ego. You can tame your ego, you can fight your ego, you can kill your ego eh, whatever you want, kill it uh yes, I mean having an ego death. you can kill your ego, it can kind of reincarnate itself, but it is if it, an ego death is the complete loss of subjective identity, and so you're no longer attached two labels and titles that are given to you. Maybe that's CEO, maybe that's mom, maybe that's student, maybe that's teacher, painter, rapper, maybe that's Afro-Latina like me. It's, It's anything that's given to you. You fill in the blank. You are. You just exist. Having an ego death is recognizing that all of those identities and labels and identifiers that people put on you that you're conditioned to learn is whatever they will be but you don't have to have an attachment to those things and maybe you don't have any attachment to those things it's definitely a freeing place to get to so i've made all of these three genres of being up it's an anisa original born out of wisdom though from many other people who've come before me in history who've been immersed in philosophy and spirituality. And so I'm going to describe these three genres as one, reality TV, two, drama, and three, comedy. I'll explain each and under, uh, help you understand what the genres mean in relationship to our ego. And there'll be reflection questions after each so that you can see if you relate uh something to know is that these are not permanent relationships we can definitely fluctuate between all of these stages of relationship to our ego all of these genres during different periods of our time based on different circumstances and state and spaces and lifestyles and things because we are constantly evolving and expansive people so first reality tv This genre is the ego at its toughest. When we are in relationship with our ego like this, it is overpowering. We strive to be rich or powerful or something of that nature because we see those things as meaning a lot. When someone puts us down, we feel put down. I think a lot of us maybe, hopefully, have watched reality TV shows when somebody is you know, gossiping about someone, then it ruins their day. You know, they're completely brought down by not even actions, but the inactions of people. And to them, achievement is, insert whatever, maybe it's the winning the bachelor's heart, maybe it's the dream home, maybe it's the top job, but all of the fixation is on that thing that is the achievement. So to understand our state of being, We have to acknowledge that here, our ego is on a power trip. Does being a winner feel like success to you? Do you find yourself very fixated on the outcome? Do you find yourself kind of working to skip over the journey to get to that accolade or that recognition or that achievement? Do people's opinions and judgments of you and feelings towards you sway your decision-making. Does it, does it sway your ability to progress even and develop? Do you find yourself angry or sad by gossiping or unspoken judgment towards you? Do you pride yourself on how others see you? So here, there's a lot more short-term thinking We're way more focused on the future and the outcome. And we're not very present for all of the moments of getting there. The next genre of being is drama. Drama is when our ego is now a bit more weakened. We feel the pain of the world and it's sobering, but it's hard to tolerate. People's pain is our pain. We can think about a lot of TV dramas here. I think about Grey's Anatomy personally. But insert anything that you want. This is, you know, in, in moments in Grey's Anatomy. And, and Grey's Anatomy is a little bit more comedic too. Um, so I'm not even touching, scratching the surface. But when a patient in Grey's Anatomy, um, the Shonda Ram show, is rushed into this hospital, eh, they usually have a very unusual disease and... Everyone is panicking or brooding or moved to tears. Not just the doctors, but the nurses and the patient's family and the patient. And nobody can focus on anything but the pain of the individual. And that person's pain causes suffering to everyone else around them. The whole tone of the entire episode is usually revolving around one person's pain our ego here in drama, our state of being, is that our ego is taking a back seat, but they're still with us. We don't matter here. We are selfless to the needs of others and the world. The world's suffering is ours. We do feel that we don't know what cause to pick. There's so many issues in the world. We see them all, and they all feel burdensome to us. Do you feel pulled in every direction? Do you find yourself feeling additionally frustrated by feeling sadness and feeling anger and frustrated and wishing that you didn't feel sadness and you didn't feel anger? You shouldn't feel this. Do you see yourself as weak? Do you see yourself as inferior or unworthy of joy because of all the suffering? We do sit in suffering too long. Do you find yourself doing that? In the genre of genre, of drama, in this relationship with our ego, we see pain and fear and suffering. And we are in a state of polarity here. Things are very binary too. It's very, either good or bad. Though we are present, we are completely dragged down by the moment. And now the next genre of being is comedy, and comedy is a great genre to be in, depending on the type of comedy, but here our ego is not really, they exited the vehicle, say we're on a, a road trip, they've exited the vehicle before, in the first genre in reality, they're with you in the front seat driving, in genre of drama, you know, they're kind of in the backseat, and now they've exited the vehicle, and we are on this road trip with less in- inhibitions, and the focus isn't on the finale, it's on the journey, but the highs and all the lows along the way too, so let's say we're on this road trip, and we get a flat tire, and we're frustrated, and we are Also, just laughing as we sit on the side of the road, and AAA has to come and tow us. And AAA comes and tows us to the nearest rest stop. And there's another moment of drama here. There's a robbing at the rest stop. And we cry, and we feel helpless. And there's disaster. And then we watch the aftermath as people come together in the rest stop and they console each other and there's this newfound community of fellow rest stop people and survivors and we come back to love each time through every difficult event through all of the pain and the suffering we always come back to love and here our ego is in focus it may flare at times but it doesn't block the overall progression and journey of you as the character. You are the main character in your life. You don't feel people's judgment is holding you back, though you might see it. And people maybe think less of you, but it doesn't bother you as much. It doesn't stop you from moving forward. Do you see a pattern of pain or suffering to healing? Have you witnessed that in your own life? Have you seen how people's pain then moves to suffering and then moves to healed? Here you can only predict that this cycle will continue to repeat in new forms and you'll see it play out again and again and that will be the comedy and you'll laugh more. Do you take time currently to laugh at yourself? to laugh at how far you've come, to laugh at your pain, to laugh at your accomplishments? Do you take time to laugh with others? So I think this is a really amazing state of being to be in comedy because you're able to see the game that we're all participating in. And the game is life and you have accepted the plot twists and you've accepted the cycles that it comes with and you've embraced the need for everything (laughs) you've embraced the need for drama and for disaster and the cycles and you're okay with it because you know that ultimately we'll reach equilibrium again and you're here for it you're very present so next I'm going to share more on our culture wreck that more helpfully describes these states of being and how to get there and how to remove our ego. So for me, I think having an ego death has been... A really satisfying experience and I wonder when I'll need to have another ego death because we are constantly in this fluctuating relationship with our ego we are married to it for eternity but it can come and it can go and depends on our circumstances because I choose to live in the world with everyone else I'm not always going to be my best and highest self but I can always try to be a lot of people experience ego deaths in their elderly years as they move closer to actual death but why wait it's my opinion i think that as we age we become more aware of all the times that our ego held us back we lose you know we really free ourselves. we become less inhibited so suffering helps tame the ego that's for sure um but, do we all have to suffer to get to that place of freeness to get to the genre of comedy in our state of being? Do we have to really suffer to lose inhibition i don 't know. I know that suffering has helped me, and I know that another thing that has helped me hugely is mindfulness and I think that when we have paired suffering and mindfulness, the beautiful things happen but let's start with mindfulness. Our culture is tied into this. I love, love, love Ram Dass and have been absorbing a lot of wisdom that he shared in his lifetime. He passed away in winter of this year, I guess, or 2019, but this most recent winter. He was a spiritual leader, an author, a teacher, a professor, a lecturer. He had a very full life. And yeah, he created a lot of lecture series and content that I've been really immersed in. One of my favorite and our culture wreck is this talk. It can be found on YouTube. And it's called Sacred in the Everyday. And there's Dash, and it's this Ram Dass full lecture. It's about two hours long, and I recommend listening to every single word of it. But not word for word. I want to tell you a little bit around what he shares at the end. At the end of this lecture, he shares that when we have the awareness of our ego, when we have an understanding of the ego, it's a veil around our heart. And it begins to thin. And eventually it thins so much that we can see our heart, not just our emotional heart, not just the physical heart, but this heart mind, the deepest part of us. And we can begin to rest there and be there. We begin to appreciate other people and ourselves and the oneness of this journey that we're all on in Earth. We take these unfolding experiences and we use them to work on ourselves. We take hardship, we take difficulties, we take it all and we use it to work on ourselves. And the work that we do on ourselves becomes the gift to others. And the more clear we become in ourselves, the more our heart is open the more we are creating an environment for others to become more free and the less we need from them. We have less expectations of the future. We are less clinging to the past. We are more present in these moments. And these moments were fully here. And that's the goal to have the perspective of the cycle of life, but to be here so again, this culture wreck is the YouTube video full lecture by Ram Das called Sacred in the Everyday. Just to recap, the three genres of being were one, being in that state of reality TV, where our ego is the toughest, where it's on a power trip and our pride is knocked and pushed and pulled, but we are only focused on or we're very fixated on winning the heart whatever the money the power second genre of being is the drama our ego's weakened here it's in the back seat but we're still feeling like we're servants to the pain and the suffering of others and we're pulled and pushed by it we are living in a state of this is horrible this is brilliant this is bad this is evil this is good Everything tends to be more binary. And then the next state of being, another state of being, is comedy, where our ego is this amazing thing, but it's exited our lives. We don't, we're not sure exactly where it went, but we don't care because we're present in the moment. We're free of inhibition. We see that this is just temporary, and we'll have to go through the ups and downs, And because we know it's an inevitability, we're enjoying the ride. We're taking it for what it is. And I think in my obsession with Ram Dass and in love for him, I also see this interesting shift that happened for him as he experienced a stroke in the later part of his life. Before that, he was doing all this lecturing, but then after his stroke, he became challenged again and because because life is so unjust right and had to re recenter, and it took more years and more self-work to then get to a place where it's like okay i'm back to comedy but i'm less funny this time <laughs> i'm less funny this is less funny this game is hard living is hard um but there's joy and love at the end of it always. So I hope that you can get there, that you know that the work that you're doing on yourself isn't just for yourself. It's not just selfish. When you free yourself, when you kill your ego, that voice that's putting you down, and stopping you from creating whatever you want to create, you have a lot to offer. And your ability to befriend your ego, to remove it from your car on this journey of life is a powerful way to help us be more present to be happier in the process thank you so much for listening to this podcast and i'm grateful to be on this creative journey with you share questions share your creative journey with me to be shared on the podcast always you as anonymous my email is hello at com. please leave a review tell a friend share this on social media I can be found at Anissa Benitez on Instagram. I've been getting silly there. Um, Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You're no starving artist. Yeah, you're going to be fine. I appreciate you.